0: This is Briar Klopp, and I'm a sales agronist for CHS Egg Services in Greenbush, Minnesota. And we're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing
1: solutions for your success.
2: Tuesday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. We'll also hear reports from Whitney Pittman and Sierra Doctor. Mexico dropping its proposed ban on the biotech corn imports used for livestock feed and industrial food production. However, Mexico says it has no plans to accept biotech corn for human consumption. Mexico will also ban the use of glyphosate, which with that transition plan in place until the end of uh, March of 2024, USDA threatened to take action through the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement and put out a February 14th deadline for a response. For the first time since the Chinese spy balloon was shot down, the two sides are considering a face-to-face meeting. Secretary of State Antony Blinken may sit down with a top Chinese diplomat at the Global Security Conference in this week in Germany. Earlier this month, Blinken postponed a high-profile trip to Beijing due to the violation of U.S. airspace. Well, markets were relatively calm to start the week. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more.
3: Markets remained quiet yesterday while traders seemed to be waiting for weather conditions to play out in South America. NDSU crops economist Frayne Olson says one focus is yield potential for Argentina as crops reach critical growing stages. Argentina
0: has had three years of very, very um severe drought. Um they're both their corn and soybean crop now is reaching some really key reproductive stages. Corn is starting to tassel and to pollinate. The soybeans are starting to bloom and flower and set pod. And so the weather conditions now over the next couple of weeks are gonna have a big impact on yield and yield potential. And and pretty much every private forecaster that's coming out and trying to estimate that is slowly bringing those total bushels down just because of the drought. There's going to be a lot of discussion, a lot of talk not only about the weather forecast, but also what are the implications then for yield production and and total production coming out of Argentina.
3: Another key focal point in South America is the Brazilian harvest and second crop planting progress.
0: Kind of two things we're watching in Brazil. One is how fast is the harvest coming off of for soybeans and what are the yields and, and what are the combine reports we're getting. But then how quickly are are they replanting and reseeding some of the um, some of the corn crop that will be harvested later
3: on. Reporting Agriculture's business on the Red River Farm Network.
2: I'm Whitney Pittman. Well, rain showing up on the radar this morning from Chamberlain, South Dakota, to Watertown and into a large portion of southern Minnesota. It's also snow coming out of Montana into northwest and north central North Dakota. The National Weather Service says blizzard conditions are possible late today and into tomorrow morning. There are uh, the most uh, potential for blizzard conditions is the southern and central Red River Valley. And extending into the lakes country of Minnesota, strong winds going to be the biggest issue with this system. Back-to-back systems will reach the country's winter wheat regions this week. World Weather Incorporated meteorologist Drew Lerner says topsoil moisture conditions will improve with this weather event. Lerner says this week's dual storm in the central plains may also lead to other opportunities for moisture as we head into spring. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar remains optimistic the Farm Bill can be completed this year. If the legislation lapses into next year, it could get bogged down by presidential politics.
3: It's always healthy to get the Farm Bill done as soon as possible, healthy for America and healthy for our economy. Um, And um, it's one of the few areas where we always see bipartisan work, particularly in the Senate. We've got Uh, Senator Stabenow, Bozeman, Senator Thune and I, and Grassley have worked together all the time. I'm actually next up to chair the Senate Ag Committee, and uh, we are just really pleased with the group we have on the Ag Committee and the ability to get things done.
2: Klobuchar will likely succeed Senate Agriculture Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow, who's not seeking re-election in 2024. There is concern the debate over the debt ceiling could impact that farm bill schedule.
3: But that drama extended, it just takes up everyone's bandwidth, basically, and then you can fall behind on the farm bill. The second reason is much worse, and that is that if it is allowed to lapse, it could really hurt the economy in rural America just because there's a lot of dependency in a good way on these programs because the kind of work that's done. And got to resolve it, but that's a very good question because I think it could mess mess with the timing and would mean that farm payments weren't going
2: out you're listening to the Red River Farm Network Tuesday farm news on the Red River Farm Network a House Agriculture committee chair Glenn GT Thompson is leading a farm bill listening session today at the world AG Expo in Tulare California the committee will host uh, will have special guests sitting in on that event today House Speaker Kevin McCarthy Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council Chair Doug Albin is at the U.S. Grains Council meeting in Savannah, Georgia. Albin says developing key markets remains a major focus for the Grains Council.
1: One of the highlights was the export uh, change that we held in Minneapolis. uh, Generated about $225 million in sales, plus all of the... uh, Discussions that are ongoing to reduce tariff barriers. We're getting ethanol into Japan, uh, competing against uh, Brazilian ethanol on a more level playing field. So we have a number of uh, great things that we're dealing with.
2: One of the priorities, Albin says, for the council is to seek more funding.
1: One of the things we want to accomplish is we want to... uh, Increase funding for foreign trade and development. And we need to have a uh, Congress and administration that gets fully, gets our foreign uh, diplomats fully staffed and engaged in the trade agreements and uh, resolve a lot of these issues that are going on.
2: Ukrainian government claiming Russia is sabotaging the inspections of ships heading to its ports Total of 145 vessels are in line for inspection, with 122 of those ships heading to the Ukrainian ports to pick up grain. Inspection process is part of the Black Sea Grain Initiative and includes uh, participation from Russia, Ukraine, Turkey, and the United States. Or, excuse me, the United Nations. Ukraine alleges Russia is intentionally slowing down those inspections. Corn is gaining a good position heading into the 2023 growing season. Red River Farm Network Farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has that story.
3: Transportation issues have cleared up opening export pathways for commodities. Farmers Business Network chief economist Kevin McNews says this year there's lots of optimism around the corn market.
4: First of all, in the last year, it's been a struggle to see corn get exported to world buyers several factors have caused a headwind around that. One is the strength in the U.S. dollar, especially between January and October of 2022, we saw the U.S. dollar climb sharply, up 30% against some of the major currencies around the world, which is a huge downgrade in terms of being able to export corn. Secondly, in the last fall harvest period, we had hiccups and huge disruptions as a result of the Mississippi River and the drought that impeded our ability to export to world markets.
3: McNew expects fertilizer prices to stay elevated.
4: In 23, the world is going to be struggling still with high nitrogen fertilizer prices. U.S. farmers are probably in the best position to grow corn because of our abundance of natural gas, which is helping us have reasonably cost nitrogen fertilizers but the rest of the world is not so fortunate and so i think we will see a big pullback in world corn acres where u.s farmers may be able to at least maintain and possibly move higher so overall we look for solid prices in 23 with corn probably having the best upside potential
3: reporting agriculture's business i'm sierra doctor on the red river farm network
2: all well, the doors to the Northern Corn and Soybean Expo open at the top of the hour with registration and a trade show. Speakers today include Virginia Tech Professor Emeritus David Cole, Stonex Fertilizer Director Josh Linville, former House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson, Ag Meteorologist Eric Snodgrass. That expo will be held at the Fargo Dome. Minnesota has gone two years without a bonding bill. And that's about to change. The proposal with nearly $1.9 billion in infrastructure projects has been unveiled. Senate Capital Investment Committee will take uh, testimony on the bonding bill today. A vote could happen in both chambers by early March. This plan includes over $245 million for transportation. That would be broken down by $79 million for road improvements, $67 million for bridge replacements, $18 million to assist with port development. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. CoBank lead animal protein analyst Brian Ernst says even with food prices on the rise... Consumers are turning towards beef to fulfill protein needs.
5: Yeah, overall, the last couple of years, the demand's been really pretty good for animal protein. And we've seen that that really kind of primarily on beef. Beef has taken a strong strong position with the consumer, gravitated towards uh, that area overall, and, and so we've seen a mix in terms of uh, purchasing behavior um looking at between uh grocery and food service um over the last year that food service business has come back some things i'm thinking about this spring you know the grilling season's just around the corner and ramping up for that i think um, animal protein space is going to do quite well uh, again despite some challenges or headwinds thinking about inflation
2: and Ernst expects prices uh, of beef to increase towards the end of 2023
5: retail beef prices were pretty flat for retail price for beef overall uh, usually we see some seasonal variations. I think this year we're probably going to see some inflation in the beef case uh, passed on to the consumer. It may have to wait until the back half of the year. I think there's there's probably some indicators that we're going to have tighter supplies uh, in terms of beef and availability, but um, probably shows up more prominently in the back half of the year than the front. What the consumer's looking at, they're going to be a little bit more conscious of, of their budget this year. and. Typically, that's tended towards maybe, you know, moving down the aisle a little bit. Chicken seems very well positioned this year. Got really low prices.
2: United States is challenging Canada's use of dairy tariff rate quotas through the U.S.-Mexico-Canada dispute settlement panel. U.S. Agriculture Trade Negotiator Doug McCallop explains the process.
4: The way these things operate, we would expect to have a response and a finding from the panel in 2023, so that will take place within this calendar year. And we're really focused on this case that's in front of us. We think that we have got very clear and solid backing for it. We think our dairy farmers are in a very solid position.
2: Checking markets before we leave you this morning, we're seeing March wheat Minneapolis two and a quarter higher at 933. Chicago March wheat's up a quarter penny. Kansas City's up two and three quarters. March corn is two and three quarter higher at 687 and three quarters. December's up a half at 597 and a quarter. March soybeans down a penny and three quarter at 1541, and November soybeans are a penny higher at 1385 and a quarter. In Winnipeg, March canola 20 cents a metric ton higher at 829.40 Canadian. On the farm calendar, the North Dakota Crop Improvement and Seed Association's 94th Annual Conference today. That's at the Bismarck Civic Center. Also, the Northern Corn and Soybean Expo today. That's at the Fargo Dome. That gets underway this morning. Uh, matter of fact, uh, top of the hour here. Doors will be opening also coming up uh, today, the uh, Ag Minnesota's Ag Finance and Policy uh, House Ag Committee uh, meets this morning as well at the uh, state capitol in St. Paul. And uh, the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture's Winter Policy Conference begins today. That's in Arlington, Virginia. And uh, also coming up uh, tomorrow, uh, the... Uh, See uh, Congressional Budget Office expected to release the Farm Bill baseline funding estimates. Again, that's expected to come out tomorrow. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.